Uh, yeah, all right, this press conference is over. Go away. I no, it's over, Phil. Who's it's over? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth episode of the Opening Whistle Podcast. My mic is a little bit too hot. I adjusted the levels. Anyways, I did take a week off uh, because I didn't have the proper editing software on the computer that I brought with me to visit my dad, but that that doesn't matter. Anyways, this week's guest is Quinn Madden, a... Shepherd tennis commit and she's also another one uh, another person that I met at the sports broadcasting camp in Waynesburg and she was a very good guest and she she's you know very into the world of sports still although she's not really on to what I'm doing which is sports broadcasting and that type of thing but focusing on the athletic types of things she is the first guest that is an individual sport of any kind, and she's a tennis player, and she doesn't really play doubles anymore. I mean, she is mostly a singles player, but uh, to address the week off, uh, I just, I mean, first of all, I barely had any time during the week, and then second of all, I was visiting my dad, and we didn't have, I didn't have the proper software to edit, and I just said, I'm not going to mess with it, but I did record a episode with uh, my dad and Eric Neiman. You'll hear Neiman coming up, and then the next week would be him as well. Uh, this July 4th weekend, I have three interviews set up. So in the week off, really helped me kind of organize because I kind of went into this thing without a plan, and now I do have a plan. So I hope that that you know, level of you know understanding now what I'm doing really transfers over to how this podcast sounds and you know, the way that it comes off. And so I hope that, you know, this interview will be a good one. I think, I think it's a great one. I think, you know, it, she very, she put things very blatant and, you know, she's very honest with herself. And I think this, it was a good interview. And I think, you know, just like every other one, I mean, I couldn't have asked for better guests and, you know, for being such, you know, these people are younger than most people you'd see on other podcasts getting interviewed for maybe the first or second time. And they, uh, they're doing, I mean, amazing things. I mean, these, I, I couldn't have asked for anything better, a better start. So we'll go right into the mat, uh, the interview with Quinn Madden, a tennis commit to shepherd university. Where it began, I can't begin to know it, but then I know it's growing strong. I know we just had this debate, but the picking the pit song over country yeah. roads, I, I'm going to take that as a win in my book. <laughs> I guess so. I, I guess so. Well, it will be a win in my book. I mean, we do have more you over- can count it as a win. more overall victories and in the rivalry. So, you know, yeah, you guys have Pat McAfee. That's the only true 
yeah. win, big win I think you guys have. So the first woman on the show, and so let's just hop right into it. Your upbringing in sports and what sports you've played and you know that all that whole realm of your athletic career. I'm so honored to be here, John. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I was super excited about this. I, I could tell you were just uh, yesterday when we tried to work it out. You're just like, I got to do this. I got to do this. But then, it, you know, it came down to the point that it was going to be way too late. Yeah. And you're just like, eh, push off to tomorrow. But I could tell you. Yeah, were we bummed. can wait. So. I know. Yeah, but get, get into, everything works out. Yep. Get into your uh, whole athletic career. I'm, I'm interested to hear that because I've never really asked you about that. So do you want to know all the sports that I played or just what do you want to know? Uh, I mean, you can kind of take what you want at your leisure. I mean, you could do all of high school or just or literally everything. Okay, I'll do high school. So starting out freshman year of high school, I, um, I actually played basketball and I played tennis. And I played basketball for two years and then I got into golf. So I played golf for three years in high school. But I played tennis for all four. And then, you know, what's funny, actually, the one who like, got me thinking about playing like a college sport guess who it was i have no idea brandon rossi oh god why did ross so okay explain to me why rossi brought you well, to playing sports yeah, i was debating between like big universities big schools and then rossi and i were having this conversation and he was like you know like have you ever considered playing a sport in college? And I was like, no, actually, like I haven't. He's like, Quinn, like you should look into that. And I was like, you know, I said, that's a really good idea. Like, I don't know why I just didn't think of that. I just kind of like wrote it off. Like I was going to be done after high school. And so Ross, I really convinced me. He even like helped me write emails and stuff. So he really was a big help. So if anybody doesn't know who Brandon Ross, is, he's currently, I don't think he's anywhere currently officially. Yet, so he, yeah, he yeah, there's a, nowhere official uh, yet. I mean, I don't want to go because yeah. we, we know what he's looking for, but I don't want to get into things that he doesn't want out there. But yeah. he, uh, he went to Waynesburg at the broadcasting camp. I met uh, fellow guests, uh, he was Austin. one of the advisors, yeah, one of the like, crew really close to him, yeah. So it was Austin Wells, Nick Popolarczyk, you, and then Drew Von Sy will also come on in the later episode. And all of us met at that camp, and he was one of the counselors there just a genuinely good person and he helped yeah. he's helped point a lot of us in a good direction i mean oh my gosh yeah he's almost at our age i mean he's old you know he's graduated college i mean he's kind of five years ahead of us but he's you know he's seen as much as he needs to see to point us in the direction of you know you should do it in a certain way not in a certain way in a bad sense but a certain way to put you in the right frame of mind so i mean yeah and, i know if and, i have like college questions or anything like that like he's always the first person i would ask you know yeah exactly i mean and he, the interesting thing it was is that he wasn't even an athlete in college yet he'll you know oh. he's like go ahead i mean there's you only live once type of thing so yeah that kind of goes into i mean you committed to shepherd to play tennis i i did yeah so why shepherd so I had never been on to, like on to Shepherd's campus until mm, last fall, and I like absolutely fell in love with Shepherd. I loved all the people I met, loved the campus, I loved the atmosphere there. It was like a really homey atmosphere, small town, just a campus where like 
you can know all of your classmates, all of your instructors. And I just felt like it was the best fit for me. So what are you going to major in at Shepherd? So I'm going to major in sports communication. And I'm thinking about a couple different minors. Not really sure right now. So why sports communication? What is your background with that? I mean, obviously, we know the camp and everything. Everybody knows if you've listened to the first few, you understand where that's coming from. But where, you know, how does that kind of imply? So I thought, like, going into the camp at Waynesburg, I wanted to be, like, an ESPN announcer, you know, something with broadcast. And that camp actually helped. I learned so much from that camp. And it really helped me realize that I actually didn't want to do anything with broadcasting. I actually, like, really did not like broadcasting, but it helped me. You know, I'm very grateful that I had that experience to know that I, like, don't like it. So I really want to work in, like, an athletic department or, like, you know, a pro Kind of like a sports, you know what I mean? Like a sports information director. Yes, an correct. SID. Or, okay. like, you used to be an athletic director at a college. Yeah, I get what you're trying to be. So you, you want that sort of sports... You want to stick around in sports. Why is that sort of a thing for you that you want to be in sports? Is it just because it's been around your whole life, the whole life, and you just don't really want to stop? Yeah, I feel like I've really grown up with sports, and I don't know. It's just really, I don't, I couldn't explain it to you, John. It's just been a part of me for so long. I couldn't imagine letting it go. I can understand that. I mean, You've done, I mean, you've done plenty of things since the camp that are still sports reporting, but it's not like the aspect of, you know, yeah, I've done, being actually, on camera. I've done a lot of, yeah, I've done a lot of recruiting, outright recruiting articles and like a lot of stuff like that. Like stuff, I know you did stuff with the WVU and um, stuff yeah. like that. I mean, I kind of folded from afar. I wasn't really in the whole conversation when that was going on because it was just like, you know. I was trying to focus, I mean, that was with everybody. Yeah. I was trying to focus with my own stuff and, you know, and yeah. then that, I remember you were at the Panthers camp with Will Greer and that was like a big thing yes. and that yes. exploded and, you know, all this different stuff, but kind of going back into you. Never, oh, go ahead. I never imagined that like that photo would have taken off. So, kind of going back into the whole sports thing. How does, uh, so you're a tennis player. You've also played team sports and you've also played golf. So how does the individual aspect of tennis and golf, I mean, it kind of goes into a team thing afterwards, but truly it's individual. How does that really take out, you know, help change your mentality going from an individual sport to a team sport? I don't know. I feel like I like the individual sport better. Like you can basically put like everything on yourself, you know, like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, I get what you're trying you to get at. I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the individual atmosphere. I don't know. It's sort of like you want you kind of like motivating yourself more yeah, than like trying to motivate a yeah. team. Yeah, I can see where you're and getting like, at there. Let's say you have a bad game, like you know, that's on you. Like you gotta fix that. Yeah, that's not a team thing. I mean, you'll see in basketball yeah. guys drop forty five points a night and then the team still loses because you know there's no one around them yeah i mean and it's also if you it's you winning a championship it's no one else i mean it it comes it has the highs and has the lows so yeah yeah. and you know another question i kind of want to ask you with you being the first woman on the show and you know all Mm -hmm. this type of thing do you think 
being a woman in sports kind of changes your perspective of how you view, especially with you wanting to go into the sports business of some sort of kind, especially with athletic departments. Do you think being a yeah. woman in sports kind of changes your view of things or is it, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, a certain kind of way, it, just how yeah, I feel everybody like would view definitely it? It's what you make out of it. You know, if you want to put all your effort into it, I'm yeah. Like you can go as far as you want to. I'm not really concerned about it. I don't know. So it's just never That's something kind of that favorite. you never, something that would, you know, change your view of things. I don't think it would bring you down. Cause no, I, you're, you're, Definitely not. Uh, it's just something that, you know, just never really took something out of your, no. I'm trying to put it into words, brought it out I of mean, your, like, focus of doing you stuff. You know me, John. The first time we met, I think I was one of two girls and the rest of the camp were boys and, like, you, I just. It was one of two girls and then at the time you, I mean this, I mean this not in a mean way, but you're very standoffish, but I think that was because of all the guys being there. Yeah, I, mean, I was you, a little bit, yeah. but <laughs> I mean, I definitely like came around, you know. Yeah, it took. I mean, I think it took actually post camp to kind of really come yeah. around the whole. Like, I was friends with a couple of the guys. I don't know. I kind of stuck by Chloe, and like we had our thing, but I don't feel like we were in a lot of the. We had groups at the camp, and we were not in a lot of the groups together. I remember being with like. Pops a lot and Austin Wells and, and even and, Daniel. I was with Daniel a lot. Well, yeah, because he was also a WVU guy, so you guys would just kind of yeah. I mean, there were things. We there were things, immediately. Yeah, there were things at the camp that you know just don't get discussed outside of the camp, just because of you know how close we all got. But it was just yeah, it's it, it was interesting because you were the outcast, but also in at the same time. I mean, Chloe yeah, was like, the same way, like, like outcast like, and in at the same time. Yeah. I felt like it was pretty cool, though. You know, I really have good, strong relationships with each person from that camp, so. So, do you think that camp, I mean, it changed, it obviously changed your lookout for sports announcing, but didn't really, but do you think it helped boost your, you know, sports information side of things? That oh, you- 100%. 100%. Like, having Lanny for Terry there and, like, just him, like, giving such, like, good, I don't know, just, like, preaching his knowledge to us. Like, it was awesome. I learned so much. So it was, it was like, something you kind of want to be, like, maybe this is something that you would want to teach people? I mean, is that maybe something that you could maybe. look at? I mean, I know Waynesburg's program is different from, like, most schools where it's sports announcing but also – sports information which is what you would look into yeah. and then um yeah and then you eventually chose shepherd and i'm assuming their program is also sports information type deal yeah sort of like that yeah they have a lot of like sports marketing like stuff like that all right that's pretty awesome pretty good way to you know kind of boost your career but so we kind of talked about why shepherd and you know why you chose yeah. that school but what was the whole recruiting process like? I mean, you talked about Rossi helping you out, but how, what was that whole process like? The process was honestly really easy and fun. Rossi, I sent a couple emails out to a couple of schools that I've been looking at, one of them actually being Waynesburg. And I actually ended up like talking a lot to their coach, but it just didn't work out in the end. But um, I 
think I sent an email out with just like my contact information, a little bit about myself to the shepherd coach. And he got back to me like within that day. And I was really surprised because honestly, I was like, oh gosh, like I don't think anyone's going to respond. But a lot of coaches actually responded really fast and within that day. So I knew that it was going to be like a possibility. And then we just like had a good relationship. We talked on the phone a couple of times. And then I was actually planning to go to an open house at Shepherd. I think in like the next two weeks. And then I got on campus, went to a match and basically the rest is history. I mean, it's kind of like my, it, I mean, my recruiting process is a little bit different and, you know, something I haven't really mm-hmm. discussed with people because um, for a while I was kind of ashamed of it, to be perfectly honest with you. I put in my application to Teal yeah. um, along with two other schools, one of them also being Waynesburg. And, yeah, you know, they had a part in the application that said, you know, what sports do you play? And one of them, and I just put lacrosse. I'm like, why not? I mean... Yeah, there's no harm. You never know. That's you, the no thing harm. about this whole like recruiting process is you never know. Like you never know. Exactly. And then a couple weeks, it must have been, I think it was a week or so later. Um, I got a text from because I have you. They obviously have my information because I put the application in. Yeah. They I put there was a text from Coach Bardsley, the coach at Teal, and mm-hmm. he said. Hi, John, would you be interested? So-and-so, all this kind of stuff, you know, not going to go into specifics. Yeah. And he, and we had a nice hour-long conversation. And, you know, from there, my the gears started turning. I went on a visit during homecoming. And I've, I'm familiar with Teal. My dad played basketball there. My mom went to school there. And, wow, that's awesome. and I went up and it's just like, you know, kind of hanging around the guys a little bit and, you know, saying, I don't want this to end after this year. Obviously not knowing how it was going to end this year with. Yeah. That's the crazy part. That and, really is the crazy part. Like, I can't imagine like going to school and like, I don't know, just for me, I can't imagine not playing a sport now that I didn't get to finish my senior year. Like it's been tough. Exactly. And my thinking is, I mean, we'll get into the whole, what it was like to have your season canceled, but the whole, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, it was just like, it, I it's it was a dream since I was a little kid to seal a suit up in a teal jersey. I mean, it was a bat, it was basketball for a long time, and then, you know, it that dream kind of translated to lacrosse, but it wasn't as much, you know. And then, yeah, once it started becoming reality, I mean, I it, there was a phone call with my mom, and then I verbally committed, and then I didn't say anything to anyone until January when I got you know, official paperwork and all this kind of stuff and went public with it. Yeah, I'm not really sure when you told the group, but I feel like we've known for a while. Uh, There was rumblings and people kind of knew, but it was just like, at one point I got to mentally, it was, I can go to Waynesburg and I'll be happy doing what I'm doing, but there'll be that part missing. But if I'm, you know, at Teal and I'm playing the sport that, you know, I don't think I'm done with because I started so late in it. I mean, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm done yet. Uh, it's, you know, it's something I want to do. It's going to be harder. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be faster. It's going to be stronger. It's, you know, a challenge, but you know, it's not the first time that I faced a challenge. It won't be the last. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I'm assuming, you know, kind of going back to what I was talking about with the canceled season, it's kind of, woken you know that kind of fire like you got it it mean 
you got to make up for that season. So what was that kind of like for you when your season was for tennis was canceled? Oh, I was very upset just because I spent my whole off season driving like an hour and an hour half away to train just to really prepare myself for this, for my last season. And so I still remember that night, like it was yesterday when we got like the phone call saying that like we were going to be off school for two weeks. And then like, I don't know, I wish I could go back to my last practice and just kind of like, I don't know, wouldn't that be weird just going back to your last practice? It was definitely a weird night, like not knowing that it could be our last practice. It was odd because we knew it was our last practice because we... Yeah, they call- we didn't know that. Yeah, we got it. So they said at 3 o'clock, no, not, so at the end of the day of school, our school district called it off Monday to sanitize and all that, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. do what they had to do, but they didn't want to miss school. And everybody's like, fine with that, you know, do it. And then yeah. state came down at like 2.30, five minutes after we got out of school, we're out for two weeks. So mm-hmm. the Earlier that day, the girls' lacrosse scrimmage that night was canceled. So we had practice, and coach said, you know, we'll still have practice. We'll have a team meeting before the practice. And I got to the field probably 30 to 45 minutes beforehand, took a bucket of balls, and just started ripping them at the net because I was just so angry. Because I knew knew that this thing might be over, so I just started ripping the – and all my teammates looked at me and started laughing – then I walked into the locker room and they just saw how, you know, angry I was. And, you know, I didn't yeah. want this to end. They're like, oh. And, you know, there are certain things that I won't go over that were said and, you know, by a team, you know, that doesn't come out of a locker room. But it 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 was tough for the seniors. But it was interesting seeing the mindset of the underclassmen who wanted to play, but they also knew they had another year. It, it I mean, it's not a bad yeah. thing. It was just a weird sort of kind was, of yeah. look at it. Because you, you don't, I mean, as a singer, you think to yourself, oh, it's over. But for those guys, it's, oh, it's over, but I have. It's over for them. Yeah. It, and, I mean, yeah. that team was very good. And, I mean, they we had guys coming up that were young. I mean, it, it was, I mean, it's different from you being an in, individual sport where you're kind of looking at it at yourself and, you know, yeah. I'm looking at it, you know, as a team. So that whole aspect of being an individual, do you think you took it harder on yourself? Or do you think, you know, was there any sort of part like I don't really want to miss, you know, going, you know, not playing with those teammates that I have? Honestly, I would have played singles this year. So I don't know. I, I, I was honestly kind of in like a disbelief for a couple of weeks, like because they didn't cancel Maryland schools as fast as they did Pennsylvania. So we thought we were going back to be honest with you. Yeah. So did we for about a month and then they canceled and then they yeah. shut it down. Yeah. So I was kind of in like a shock for a while, but then I don't know. It's kind of devastating. Do you think that because you've looked forward to your senior year for so long? I mean, like, as a freshman, didn't you look up to the seniors and think like, wow, like I can't wait to have my senior night. I can't wait to do this. And now it's being taken from you. Yeah, I know. That was the hardest part. Like you, you work 12 years for it. And then it's just like people that aren't you, they, you know, they, they shut it down and they, you know, they call it off for you. And that that's kind of an, infu- yeah. 
it's an infuriating thing. I mean, it it's it's tough because when you try to talk about it, you sound like you're just a complaining young teenager. But also at the same yeah. time, you're mad and angry that you couldn't have even had a say in it. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it's because it, you don't want to come off as that. You know, I want everything my way. You know. Yeah, the complainer, like yeah. Yeah, but you also at the same time, you're sad and angry and. You know, all these different things and you know one of our principals talked to us and said it I think she phrased it per- perfectly we it you know the adults don't know what this is like I mean people that say yeah. they know what it's like they don't know what it's like but when they say yeah. um but what she said was I'm not gonna say I know what it's like but I'm gonna say that we're trying to soften the blow as part as best as we can and that was the best you know, the best way that I've heard someone phrase it. And yeah, that is a real way. Exactly. And they were talking about, you know, classes, you know, before, like, probably since Vietnam, that they never had something this big happen to them, where, you know, it was Vietnam, Honestly, World War II. if you would have told me at that camp that we would not, you know, like, we'd have half of our senior year taken away from us like i would have been like you're lying like you're joking yeah like we wouldn't have believed it we would have laughed yeah you would have thought that these schools would just stayed open for something like this yeah but, and then you realized it was bigger i mean there's a whole million things that you can point at you know it depending it, oh, we're not yeah. going to get into that but the whole no, no. looking at you didn't realize how big it was until it smacked you right across the face. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, so kind of, you know, we kind of been going on tangents, but going back to the sports thing, do you think that this canceling the season is added motivation or is it just, you know, the same sort of motivation that you have every year, which is, you know, it's just an extended off season. Um, no, definitely added more motivation. Just like, I just want to play again, you know, that feeling. So, do you think that's also coupled with the fact that you're playing in college that it's added motivation, or is it just because you know? Um, I just I know I'm very got fortunate to be like one of like few athletes like continuing their journey. So I am very thankful for that that we get to you know continue it. So yes, in a way, I am like super excited for college, but like I don't know. I guess so. I guess that motivates me more. It's a good question, John. I mean, it, it, it really depends. I mean, for me, it's just like going into this year, I was motivated because, you know, no one thought I was good. I mean, nobody took a chance on yeah. me. Nobody. You have an awesome story, John. I mean, I, here's a question for you. I don't know if I'll leave this in or not. Should I do an individual one? An individual what? Individual podcast where I kind of interview myself. Honestly, I think you should, just to, like, show your viewers, you know, like, a little bit more about you, like, a behind the scenes, you know? I think that could work. I'll have to figure out which one I can put that in, but I'll do that, so. Do a Drew. Oh, jeez. That, that <laughs> one's going to be in a bit. So, <laughs> so with being an individual sport, what is your, I mean, this is truly your pregame routine. I mean, I'm sure there's a little bit of team, as, you know, team things that your coach wants you to do, but with an individual sport, it's truly your pregame yeah. routine. What 
do you do in order before a match to get your mind right, you know, for tennis or, or you know, golf? What do you do mentally to get yourself clear and ready? Honestly, I just make sure I'm in, like, a good mood to play in. Like, if I'm in a bad headspace, you know, that's going to reflect how I play. So I just try to do my best, you know, like, be in a positive mood, be in a good mindset, and know that I can win, you know? So do you go onto the court thinking you're better than your competition? I mean, not to be cocky, but... Not to be cocky. I mean, sometimes... (laughs) So, so you, it's kind of like the thing of, you know, you think you're better, but you're not going to get too ahead no, of yourself, no. ahead of yourself that you're going to play bad. I a good mindset. I don't like when, like, little things, you know, make me mad because then I feel like I, I'll, like, play worse because I'm thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you mean. I mean, I'm kind of different. I play more, I mean, if I'm angry or well, lacrosse I'm... Well, lacrosse is a... Yeah, lacrosse is more of an aggressive compared to tennis <laughs> yeah i'm taking a six foot metal pole to the wrist you you're yeah just whacking a the ball at, at 80 miles an hour towards someone tennis is hard though i can never get the hang of it i so, so my we have our john's we're gonna play tennis we gotta do it all my issue is so my dad uh-huh. my dad played tennis for a while and it, you know it was great for him and he tried to teach me it my issue was is I would get contact, but I would angle because my wrist. I'm so used to like turning my wrist for something, so my wrist hey, would like kiss it up, and it, that, and it would blast the ball about 300 feet. It, it was so bad. You can't so be bad. hitting her in tennis, John. Well, I didn't know how else to do it. I'm so used to hitting something, you know, turning my wrist. You need a. <sighs> Proper teacher to teach you. A proper teacher, the Quinn Madden yeah. tennis yeah, lessons. Yeah, you might need that tennis you, lessons on the way. Or Quinn Burrow in about ten years. All right, John, settle down now. <laughs> settle down. You're the one that has said that. <laughs> but <laughs> moving on. So when you're in a game, I mean, obviously. The easiest sort of motivation is winning, but besides that, what do you want to do when you're in a tennis match, you know, as a goal? Definitely, like, beat your opponent at their game because a lot of times, like, you can tell what their strategy is, so, like, just dominating their strategy is, like, the best feeling. See, I would have no strategy to, no strategy in tennis to build off that answer. So I, I want to build <laughs> off that answer. I know I can, but I don't know any strategy in tennis. It's okay. It's okay. So, you know, since you've been playing tennis the last four years and, you know, basketball and all that, is you know, yeah. along with golf, is there any stories or moments that you point to that, it, like, is really something that you'll remember for a long time? Well, I only played basketball for two years, and both years I was on JV, so, like, no real state championships there. Um, Golf is just awesome because I met a ton of new people through golf because you'd be in foursomes with different people from different schools, so you wouldn't necessarily know them, and you're not playing with, like, your team. So you've got nine holes to just, you know, meet these new people, talk about what they do. So it's kind of awesome just meeting, like, new people and – Really like how they got started in golf, you know, just bond over little things. So, do you think golf is like 
kind of the sport where you've been the most social at, I'm assuming? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, because, like, for me... Uh, sorry, I mean, for me, with lacrosse, I've met so many people through that sport, but it's yet one that yeah. you don't really get social in. But I know golf definitely a social sport, though, because you can't have carts in high school, so you're walking. Ugh. And some of these courses that you're playing at are just, you know... It's a long walk to the next hole, so it kind of forces you to talk to your opponent. Is that kind of interesting where you are talking to the same person that you're trying to beat? I mean, I guess, but most of the people are just very nice, very down to earth. So, like, I haven't really encountered anyone that's been, like, rude or, you know. Ultra competitive and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, no one. No one really is ultra competitive, and if they are, they don't really show it. Or if they are, they just leave it from when the club hits their hands and they're, you know, yeah, and stuff like that. Because I, I know- mean, there's definitely people that like get mad at their shots, you know, all that. But like, nothing usually overboard. when we're talking, yes, yes, correct. So I know in lacrosse, it's kind of a thing. I mean, if you've ever seen a game, the attack stands with their defensemen in their side of the field when there's no play going on, you know, guys will talk back and forth just kind of waiting for play, you know. If it's a very mm-hmm. if it's a game where that's very one-sided, these guys get they just talk for you know hours and you'll see funny pictures of these guys standing next to each other with, you know, their defensemen being all happy and stuff and and, and it's interesting cuz it's a sport that goes from, you know, you're whacking each other and hitting each other to you know, it's sort of a brotherhood, you know, going against each other and, you know, what is basically war. I mean, you kind of yeah, see that. Yeah, I've never really thought of it like that. That's kind of funny you say that. Like, I've never really thought of that. I mean, it's weird because it's kind of like football because you'll see these guys, you know, especially in the NFL, they all are super high-class athletes and they've been all around and they, you know, come up after a game after literally pounding against each other for three hours. And they're just like, hey, you know. Yeah, hey, can I have your jersey? Cool. Yeah, and, and, All right, I'll Exactly. It's like a very odd sort of thing. I mean, I guess it's kind of like, it means also the handshakes and hockey and all these sort of things. Yeah. And it's odd that you see that in something, in those kind of blood, I mean, blood sports where they're really going at it, you know, hitting hard, especially at the professional level. But, I mean, oh, yeah. but you would expect it as something like golf where it is built as a social sport. I mean, that's what it was made for. No, it- 100% official sport. And you know what's awesome about, like, golf? It's, like, it's such a lifelong sport. Like, if we're 20 years down the road, party at John's, like, we could all go golfing together. That would be such a cool day. You'd school me. The la- the one time, the first time I ever recorded my score, I hit a 125. Yeah. Uh, so are you playing 18? I was playing 18. Now, here's the oh, issue. Boy. Here's the issue. The greens were wet. They were also aerated that day, so they had all the holes in them, uh-huh. along with being wet. Now, that's no excuse now, from, for... Now, why did you know sh- that day, John? Well, that's no excuse that my short game is trash. Oh, gosh. See, now, here's the thing. That was also in ninth grade when I had no core strength. Now, because mm. you know all I do in lacrosse is core, it's a little bit easier for me to swing, but I still haven't picked up a golf club in probably two years. Except All for right, mini 20 golf. 20 years from now, we're going party at John's golfing. Yeah, I'll show up in my untucked golf shirt and khaki shorts <laughs> like I'm some sort of football coach. And also, I need the visor. I need a visor as well. That's Yeah, you need a visor. 
<laughs> so trans- I, can, I can make this all some polos that say like party at John. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. That. <laughs> oh. Do you remember? Oh, wait. What team were you on? Were you on? Um, no, I was red. Were you, on, you were red? Remember I joined your team. Yeah, because blue didn't know how to play charades. <laughs> was it blue? You guys had to play in Daniel Woods. Yes, oh. I was on blue. We sucked at everything. We <laughs> sucked at everything. And Alex Lyons was like, come to our team, Quinn. Come to our team. I was like, you know what? I'm going to. So I just like transferred to your guys' team. <laughs> Defected to ours. Oh, that's so funny. Didn't you guys have the fighting Daniel Woods? And you guys yep. like, won at that trivia game? Because you guys were so good. Yeah, the group chat for that uh, group was called the fighting Daniel Woods. I, I got added to it. Jeez. Oh, I was in there for like a hot second until they found out I like went to the red team. They're like, oh no, you got to come back. That's not allowed. <laughs> you have to, uh, you must exit stage left or uh, yeah, that, whatever. That's not allowed. You're so, not allowed to transfer. So back to a topic that people that are outside of the group chat might understand. Are there yes. any idols in sports that you kind of model your game after in tennis, or is it you know people outside of tennis that you kind of reflect of you know personality wise? Yeah, that's a great question, John. I don't know really. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say like Serena and Venus. Hello, they're icons. They're also beasts. They could school. They are beasts. They could like, school anyone I... in tennis. They could school anyone. You know, I aspire to be as beastly as they are, but I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I, 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 I would like to give you, like, I'd like to give them, you motivation to get there, but, like, that's a high bar. Like, they are, that's insane. Like, they're yeah. genetic, just, not to say freaks in a bad sense, but genetic, <laughs> just masterpieces in a way that they just move across the court and, you know, they... I know. They stayed healthy for so long. I mean, sadly, you're kind of seeing Serena go down because she's, you know, getting older and, you know, yeah. she's had pregnancies and, you know, things that yeah. take a lot out of a woman's body. But it, it still, she's still going at a high level. Oh, heck yeah. It, it's amazing to me that someone. I mean, tennis is, is such a, like, life, lifelong sport as well with golf, like. Yeah, but to still say really awesome. good at the professional level when people oh, are yeah, 17, like 18, so 19 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like there it's insanity to me that she can stay at that high of level for that long competing so I, deep. I, I mean, she probably plays three times as more championship level matches than these people do ever. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's per year. I mean, she's just and it, it, I mean, it's one thing to do it, you know, every so often, but she does it every tournament. So that kind of also takes a lot of out of her. So, you know, speaking from a fan standpoint of sports, I mean, kind of transitioning into that with the idols thing. Is there any favorite moments as a fan in sports that you really point to that, you know, you love to think oh, back? Gosh, at? Don't get me started on these. You could only pick one West Virginia one. I'll give you that stipulation. Okay. One West Virginia one. Okay, I have to say the coolest moment that I've witnessed at a West Virginia football game. We didn't win this one, 
but last year we played Oklahoma or two years ago we played Oklahoma and it was when Will Greer was the quarterback and oh my gosh I've it was just that stadium was so electric that night it was a night game so oh my god I can't even describe how that atmosphere was it was insane so I do have a good Penn State one for you though I pit one I mean pit let's see 42-39 against uh Penn State, when uh-huh. we caught the Hail Mary to, you know, win the game. Then uh-huh. there is, you know, Syracuse beating West Virginia in the bowl game at the camping All Bowl. right, John. All right, Well, John. okay, l- let me explain this to you because Syracuse. We had, like, our third string quarterback in, John. No, 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 no it's, not, it's not the point of beating West Virginia. It's the point of winning 10 wins in a season for the first time in my entire lifetime. You have to remember right. that that. But you have to remember who you're winning against. It was no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that point. Team. No, it doesn't matter who we beat. It's the fact that we won ten games. Syracuse. I got my my entire life. We're never ranked ever in football. The best they went was yeah. eight and four. So wow. you got to remember how bad they were. I mean, people forget how. Bad they were like it wasn't even like five and seven like they are now. They were five wow. and seven with the Big East. I mean, they were they weren't even respectable. I mean, I remember going to the first game I went to in the dome was like a I can't remember if it was Pat White or Geno Smith. It was one of the years that West Virginia you know rolled everybody. Probably- and they beat him like by forty five, and it was halftime, and I was just like, I gotta get out of here. I mean, I was probably four or five at the time, but it was still like so bad. You know, I'm five years old, I gotta get out of here. Yeah, it was it was bad. It was embarrassing, and I mean, uh-huh. that's like how bad they were. And then I, you know, I had Pitt, who was, you know, I remember Dion Lewis running in the snow against Cincinnati the year after Pitt could have probably gone to the national championship game if they didn't lose to Cincinnati on their home field, and then they kind of crumbled the rest of the season after that. Like, they full-on just kind of just like, eh, there goes our national title hopes. Let's just kind of pack it up and call it a season. Do you want to hear a crazy football story from this year? Yes. Okay, so my mom and I went to the uh, Penn State-Michigan whiteout game this year. Lucky. And we went with no tickets, no no plans. We just literally went to go. You know, it's something to do. She wanted, you know, we both wanted to go. We didn't have tickets. We're like, we're going to show up. We're going to get tickets from, like, you know, someone off the side of the road. It'll be fine. So we go to Happy Valley. We get tickets. Real, really good deal, John. I'm telling you, great deal. We buy a parking pass. We're in this parking lot. We've made some great friends. We're tailgating, you know, just having a great time. Game time rolls around. We're walking up to the stadium. We've got our tickets out. My mom, or the guy who, like, scans my mom, the guy's like, ma'am, this is a fraud ticket. And my mom's like, what do you mean? We just bought them. Like, they're not frauds. They're, they're real. So the guy scans mine and mine works. So I was like, but we bought them together, you know? So they send my mom to, like, customer service, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I'm standing with the police, you know, waiting for my mom. But I'm inside of the gate. My mom's outside. She can't get in because of her ticket. So I'm 
standing with the police were talking about one time I went to a basketball camp at Shippensburg. He went to Shippensburg for bonding about Shippensburg. I have no idea. Next thing you know, I see my mom and she's like going through the gate and she like got in somehow and we somehow got into Happy Valley with our fraud tickets. I don't know how mine even scanned, to be honest with you. I don't think it scanned. They just said it did. Oh, that's absolute insanity. Because I went to I went to the Fiesta Bowl with Ohio State and Clemson. I mean, yeah, I bet that was fun. But we got those tickets six months in advance. We didn't even care who was in that game. And then, yeah, you just went. Oh. Yeah, and we lucked out in the fact that it was it was the two three game. I remember correctly because Ohio State was the two seed. Awesome. I mean, if Dobbins didn't get injured, he would have won. He would have won them that game. I mean, yeah, he was just insane. But I mean, when was this? What did you say? When was this? Like two years ago? No, this was this past season when Clemson, when Trevor Lawrence oh, ran oh, down the sideline oh. and. Uh, untouched into I thought the end zone. You meant this is when you were like, okay, I got you. No, now. this happened. I was going to say, yeah. oh, say Clifton, they played this year, Josh. Yeah, I know. So it was Dobbins. Dobbins got hurt with the ankle, went into the yes. locker room, came back, and we were sitting on the Ohio State side. Well, Ohio State side. Oh. Three fourths of the uh-huh. stadium was Ohio State. There was one fourth oh, that was probably bigger and it probably a bigger chunk because Clemson is not as big as a university as Ohio State. Yeah. I mean Clemson might have an eighty thousand seat, ninety thousand seat stadium, but it's not Ohio State who, you know, a hundred thousand is a funny about that game is that I actually watched that game in Columbus. Why were you in Columbus? Why are you everywhere that there seems to be a big sporting event? Well we were going to West Virginia on Ohio State basketball game oh i remember that yeah yeah so we just like we found this restaurant the alumni band was there they had it on the big screen place was packed they gave us like the buckeye beads what do they call them uh and it is a buckeye nut like it's an actual yeah buckeye balls yeah whatever it is i mean their mascot is a mutated nut so let's just yeah I mean, that. they are handing them out left and right. Oh, I love it. It was a great time. Great atmosphere. Must have sucked to be in there when they lost. Yeah, you know, we did leave early. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. I mean, they did let yeah. Trevor Lawrence go 95 yards down the field, basically oh, untouched. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. that that's a debate for another time, I guess. Next time, I better we get another episode after this. It seems like everybody that I've been with, I need a second part with, because because yeah. either they need, either they're gonna have another year of high school, and what I'm gonna discuss after that, and then or they just talk so much I don't even ask half the questions that are there, and it's just like, man, you know what you should do is you should interview me like after my fall season so like when i come home from like thanksgiving break we need to do a podcast i mean that could work i mean the the thing that works. That, that would work the thing the the big thing with this is trying to build some sort of you know uh how do i say this experience for me you know hosting something so it'd be kind of uh, interesting to do you know do it again where 
I've kind of grown more and you've kind of grown more and, you know, kind of looking back yeah. at this one. I mean, even probably pull some sound clips from this one, just, you know, kind of going back and forth on certain things. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, this was pretty fun, I have to say. We'll have to definitely do it again, as we said. I agree. So, I'll talk to you later, Quinn. This was awesome. All right. Bye, John. Bye. And that was the interview with Shepard Tennis Commit Quinn Madden. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I mean, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, this ending. Uh, I mean, since I really explained everything in the intro. So uh, next few weeks, should have some pretty good guests. I mean, taking that week off really helped kind of, I wouldn't say clear my head. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think I needed a clearing ahead. I think I just need to organize some things. And I think the better organization is, really going to help this podcast really hopefully take another step. I mean, I'm only 18. I mean, I don't know how much of a step I can take at this age, but if it, you know, gets any sort of traction, I mean, I hope that, you know, more people can tune in. I hope, you know, you can recommend it to other people just for me to get feedback. I mean, I'm not really looking to get this thing with tons of viewers. I just want feedback from people on to grow as a, broadcaster and you know all this other stuff so i hope that you enjoyed this interview with quinn madden uh next week uh let me look at the guest list and see where i'm at because i don't want to mix up who's going which week and i don't want to get ahead of myself so next week will be eric neiman and then the week after that will be the three amigos podcast with uh Neiman and my dad and myself. Um, although those two really talked a lot, and I think that would be one that you all will enjoy. I uh, got three interviews this weekend. Uh, I got a couple people to contact and, you know, start setting up stuff. And I think, you know, and I don't know if I'll leave it in, but I kind of mentioned in the interview with Quinn that I want to do an episode about myself and. You know, kind of my motivations and stuff like that. Kind of give you a look into how I kind of came up athletically and stuff like that. So, I mean, that'll be coming down the pike, and we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I mean, it's one step, one episode at a time. So, I uh, hope you all have a great day. Uh, stay safe, stay well out there. Yeah, I know things are kind of ramping up again with the coronavirus, and you know, sadly, uh, it's kind of given it, it's. It's difficult, you know, as a young person trying to walk through this, and I think it's difficult for anybody, but for someone who, you know, wants to experience things that they'll never experience again because you only get it once. I mean, as a young person, you're not going to – I just don't want to miss out on that. But, you know, let's keep it on the happy vibe. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Stay well, stay safe, and I hope you all have a great day. Okay, wait, hold on a second. I said stay safe, stay well about three times, and have a good day. I just want to stay for the record. I don't want to be repetitive. All right, continue with the outro. Outro.